0: The thing is, though, that I've been seeing that actually has been literally, like, people being like, oh my gosh, like, next thing you know, like, J.K. is gonna say that Dobby had an OnlyFans or something. What's the buzz,
1: y'all? What's the buzz?
0: What's the buzz? What is the buzz? What's
2: the buzz? What's the buzz? You're listening to What's the Buzz? I'm Jillian here with Carolina and Ava, and we're part of the staff of Buzz Magazine, bringing you another episode of our podcast. I thought it'd be a nice idea just to check in with y'all. So how are you guys doing today?
0: Great. Hello. Um, pretty good. It's been nice. Yeah, exactly. We're excited. This is an all-editors show right now. It we've is. So yeah, we've got Jill, our amazing editor, and then Ava and I, our assistant editors. So we're excited for this. Got yeah, some man. fun topics coming up. Mm-hmm. Should, Should be, be a, a really fun show. Yes. Yeah.
2: So if you're familiar with our show, uh, you know that we have a themed song playlist for each week, which can be found on our Spotify at BuzzMagCU. This week's theme is songs that remind us of our childhood. As for content, we'll be talking about a variety of things from influencers and celebrities participating in social and political issues to the possibility that AMC theaters might go bankrupt and so much more. So, let's jump right into it with celebrities and social justice issues. Uh, Carolina, take it away.
0: Yeah. So, if you heard our podcast a couple weeks ago, we had a discussion about the protests going on and the Black Lives Matter movement. Which is actually still very much um, real, still two weeks later, and there are still protests going on, and we're still talking about the movement, which I think is great. It's important to keep talking about this and to keep fighting for change. Um, But as we talked about in that episode, a huge part of the movement has been social media, which um, is good because it allows people to quickly and easily spread information, to show support, and to also document events that are happening, such as the many protests. Um, Social media has also made it possible for celebrities specifically to share their views and we've actually been seeing a lot of videos on social media of celebrities who have been at protests so um, a couple of those um, is John Boyega and he's been very vocal. I don't know if you guys have seen the photos of him at protests. Um, He's also been pretty vocal on Twitter as well. Um, He's actually said you know like I might lose my job for saying this but whatever you know continues to Um, spread and share his views and other celebrities like Mark Hamill and JJ Abrams have like responded like backing him up and supporting him. I don't know if you also saw there was a really cool like really good video of Kiki Palmer confronting the police at a protest Um, and I thought that was really cool to sort of see you know her like a celebrity well-known person Um, sort of just marching with, you know, everyday people um, at the protests, just because, you know, we're all fighting for the same cause. I thought that was really cool to see. Um, Other people who have been seen also um, at protests are like David Dobrik, Timothy Chalamet, and Harry Styles, um, just are among a few of several celebrities who have been protesting. Um, Something else that is sort of more on the negative side I guess is I don't know if you guys saw but Jake Paul was actually charged with criminal trespassing and unlawful assembly during um I think I think it was a protest or something was happening at a mall in Arizona mm-hmm. um yeah so that was a big thing that was happening and the police department there said that it was confirmed that Jake Paul was there and he like remained inside after unlawful assembly was declared so I think that's why he was like arrested um uh, and then, of course, there's a lot of criticism and backlash there because, um, you know, people were saying he was participating in the looting that was happening and his friends were defending him on social media as well. I'm curious what your take or just like your opinions are on like, um, I guess, like more generally, like seeing celebrities going to like protests and speaking up on their social media accounts.
2: Yeah, uh, for me, I think it's really nice to see celebrities like taking a cause and stuff and like talking about like injustices that are happening um, every day. But like what you're saying, Carolina, I hate when kind of celebrities like take advantage of that. Um, and it wasn't just like Jake Paul. they are like a whole bunch of people who like go take photos. Right, on Just true. for the clout on Instagram. I don't know if you guys know um, this girl uh, named Madison Beer. Oh my god but, yeah uh, yeah she's like an influencer and like tiktoker and a singer and she recently came under fire because um people believe that she staged a photo shoot uh with a really? paparazzi like person yeah so um it turned out to be yeah she actually did she it she did we were, like really upset yeah
0: okay wait so what exactly happened she like got like paid paparazzi to like there or something yeah yeah so she told
2: him like where she was gonna be and like she stood on a car with a sign and there was a paparazzi person that she's known for a really long time and denied knowing him and he was just there and he like took her picture multiple times
0: oh wow i didn't know that yeah. wow she's pretty yeah. like big on like uh social media and stuff like that that's crazy yeah for sure Yeah I don't like like other people too like not even just like celebrities like you were saying but just like other people have been literally using it as like I don't know like a photo shoot or something or like literally staging it or I don't know like it's mainly like social media stars like that who are just trying to do it to like you know pretend that they're there for the cause but really just like to get you know attention and stuff like that Um, and that part's really upsetting
1: racial injustice is really the best op- opportunity to cloud chase obviously yeah
0: like, right you're, you're,
1: honestly fire your publicist if that is what you're thinking is like gonna right start. and
0: if yeah and if they're like supporting that and being like yeah that's a good that's a good way to get people to i don't know support you like that's ridiculous and then you have that's people
1: trying to destroy your career like honestly. they got people. To- alternate agenda. They're like, no, go cloud chase at a Black Lives Matter protest. Best idea yeah, you ever
0: had. Agree. Agree. <laughs> and then I think it's like, and then you have people like John Boyega who like is black and like could like literally like he said, like could lose his job or could come under fire from places like that for protesting. Um, and that's like, you know, you those people like don't have the privilege to just use it as a like photo shoot or whatever um so it's important to like be sensitive to those like topics and I think that's just ridiculous I mean I think I don't even think it's up for debate that like that's not something that you should be doing um it's just straight up like wrong and like ridiculous but um yeah that's my take on that but another thing that's been happening is not just with the Black Lives Matter movement that is happening, but um, just like other issues as well. So, it is Pride Month, of course, and um, I don't know if you saw, but um, the other day, J.K. Rowling tweeted something that yes. um, yeah, that she's been getting a lot of backlash for. A very, oh, um, she said a very anti-trans comment well, many, actually, the other day um, and it caused a huge response from Harry Potter fans and um, other celebrities as well. So she basically said that sex isn't real, uh, basically invalidating transgender people um, and just a, a bunch of other things. She literally wrote like this blog post that's like 3,000 words long, trying to defend Ooh. herself. And by doing that, made even more racist comments not racist, but transphobic comments. Sorry. Problematic. Um, problematic. And yeah it's just a big mess um and harry potter actors including daniel radcliffe emma watson and Rupert grant have responded um standing with the trans community and um you know expressing i think concern with those comments without you know directly like saying that but um making it clear that they don't agree with her comments so i think that's really great that they're doing that. And a bunch of other Harry Potter stars have done that as well. But um, yeah, what do you guys think about this? What are your immediate thoughts? It's great, it's insane.
1: Well, I saw she did one tweet where she was like, oh, if like, like if trans people are like, like say like, I think it was like, if trans women are women, then like being a lesbian or being gay, it doesn't exist anymore and stuff like that basically saying like if you validate the existence of trans people that like gay people or people of like other sexual orientations can't exist and I'm like it costs zero dollars to not say anything and to mind your business with your money honestly
0: and like I mean I'm a huge Harry Potter fan like I've grown up with the books and the movies and hearing that from I don't know, just like hearing that just like makes me really upset. Um because I did look up to like those books and I still think they're really good books and like movies and like I love the actors and stuff. Um I know I just don't feel comfortable like with those comments that she made and like knowing that's what she thinks. And in my like experience like her books have taught like acceptance and love and all that kind of stuff like what are you like what are you doing like you're literally ruining your own career it's just really upsetting to me um something else that she said that I really did not like was criticizing the term people who menstruate um which is like written in an article and she was like and then she started like saying all these like offensive terms for somebody who would be considered someone who menstruates and I thought that was just like so insensitive like how I don't understand how you could say that yeah
2: yeah and like i i'm not really like a i don't really follow like the jk rowling um issue but like this hasn't been like the first time she's like said something like this right like she's consistently like said something like transphobic like oh yeah like, right it's, like, on twitter right
0: and like it's just it's just crazy and like um i'm glad that people have been calling her out like her fans and um like people of the trans like who are transgender have been saying like yeah we are offended by this this is like wrong um and she just sort of ignores it like wouldn't you think that if people who are transgender are saying you're transphobic like why would you ignore that like why would you just continue to make those comments um and like i'm glad also that the like big name celebrities from the harry Potter series have been speaking out as well um And, like, saying, you know, like, we do not support, like, we don't agree with those comments and stuff. Um,
1: I don't know. The thing I find the most frustrating about it, too, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, keep going. Is, like, ever since the books have come out and stuff like that, she has tried to profit off of the LGBT community and minorities. And being, like, oh, I didn't write this character. I made no, like, specifically the Dumbledore thing where she's, like... Oh, I wrote no mention of Dumbledore being gay in the books, but he's gay. And then in the movies, there's right. absolutely no mention yeah. of it. So, yeah. Because you want queerbait yeah. people she and make literally... them out of the LGBT community, but then it's like, you want a police who can exist. Right. I just find that the peak of fake wokeness because it's like, I remember seeing that and I went into seeing like the Fantastic Beast movies. Yeah. Dumbledore and Grindelwald, who are supposedly love interests, are both in it. And I was thinking, I'm like, oh, I bet this will be a plot point. Right. Absolutely nothing about that. Right. Like, so I just am like, this is just
0: literally is just- nothing.
1: Just woke. I literally don't know.
0: It's not- I saw actually I saw talking it. Talking the thing talking. is though that I've been seeing that actually has been literally like people being like. Oh my gosh! Like next thing you know, like Jacob really is gonna say that Dobby had an OnlyFans or something. Like, <laughs> and I thought that was really funny. Oh my um, gosh. Like literally, and it was like, can we just pretend Daniel Radcliffe wrote <laughs> the books? Um, but sort of opening up this up more. What's your opinion on like? I know a lot of people say that like celebrities should stay out of politics and sort of like other issues and stick to acting or whatever. I've heard that. What do you guys think about like celebrities and like talking about these kind of issues
2: i mean they're human beings just like us and it is our like first amendment right to like be able to like talk about like issues like this so i don't necessarily agree when people say hey you need to stop like doing this you need to just act so yeah
1: i mean i also think too at least i kind of view it the way you said Jill they're human beings and I don't know if you guys feel the same way but at least like with the Black Lives Matter stuff going on I think it's like borderline irresponsible if like you have this platform where people are willing to listen to you but you just remain silent on issues that matter I think that that's yeah that's not a too good of a stance I don't
0: know I agree no I agree I it really bothers me when people say like just stick to acting or whatever stick to sports or whatever business they're in like I think this is something that affects everybody like these issues even if you're a celebrity or you're not like that's just how it is um I also agree with you Ava I think it's so important if you have a platform like as big as some of these celebrities do and you have such a huge following and you're um, your fans are young a lot of young people who ha- are going to grow up in this um, culture and these issues are going to be affecting them as well like it's a part of your responsibility to make sure that people are informed with you know correct facts that aren't skewed or biased or anything like that um, and I think like why would you not, not want to use your platform to spread like awareness and like help inform people that's just like my thoughts on it. And I've been like seeing a lot of celebrities doing that, which I think is really cool. Um, and like at protests. And I think it's, it kind of also just reminds us that, yeah, we're all human and we all live on the same planet. And these issues affect everybody, no matter if you're rich, if you're poor, you're famous, or you're not. So I think that there is some responsibility of those people. But I also think it's personally humanizing to see like celebrities in support of like Black Lives Matter and um, LGBTQ+, plus just issues in general um, and being so vocal about it because, like I said, it reminds us that we're sort of on the same page here and we are fighting for the same cause no matter who you are. So uh, my songs today I chose for the theme are sort of more based on like childhood songs and just songs I remember hearing a lot that have really sort of stayed with me to till today. The first one is Help by The Beatles. Um, I talked about this already in the like previous episode but like the Beatles are huge Um, like I love the Beatles I've been listening to them since I was little because my parents would play them in the car all the time Um, so I think I don't know Help is just like the one that I've probably heard the most Um, it's also one of their most famous ones and um, it's just one I remember hearing like first when I started listening to the Beatles the second one is Mr. Brightside by The Killers. I know that song has kind of become a meme now, but it when it, it wasn't a meme when I was little and my dad would play it a lot. Um, so that's another one. Also, just like The Killers in general, but specifically that song. Um, and then the last one is Somewhere Over the Rainbow from Wizard of Oz by Queen Judy Garland. Um, that is a... Wizard of Oz is very much a childhood movie for me and... Um, that is another like just song that like and like when i hear that instantly i get like nostalgia and think about like being a kid so that those are my songs but let's move on to a topic that um will attract any gamers listening as we talk about uh gaming culture in quarantine
1: so basically since quarantine has started i have become a fake gamer i know this uh personally like the topic specifically we're going to be talking about is the shortage of Nintendo Switches and specifically just like gaming and quarantine. So I specifically bought a Switch to play Animal Crossing during quarantine. Personally thought it was a good investment, but it did take me like two weeks to get one. And I mean, I think that that's pretty universal. Um, I saw one thing that like the I have the Switch that's a handheld one, the light, but I've seen that the regular Switches are sold out until July. But yeah, do either of you guys have one?
0: I don't. <laughs> I'm sad. Yeah, no, I've been trying to look for one too, Ava. Like, literally going on the internet, like, every week trying to find one. And I just cannot do it. Um, there are a lot of ones that are just, that are like special edition ones that are like, oh, here's the specific Animal Crossing one or something. Or here's like the Mario Kart one. But then I would look at the comments and they'd be like, don't buy this, this is like the wrong version or something. So it's really hard to even tell like what is the right one and stuff like that. And I'm not very, yeah, I'm not very experienced in buying gaming consoles. So I'm not the best to like figure that out. And my dad doesn't really know anything either because he just doesn't. So uh, yeah, I'm really struggling here with the Nintendo Switch, but I have been looking to get one. so. Hopefully I can do that within like the next like couple months.
1: I I think you'll be able to, I think kind of since the initial quarantine stuff has calmed down a bit, they are, it's not going to be as like immediately off the shelf anymore. Right. I'm hoping, I don't know, and Joe, what about you? I mean, yeah, I've been
2: looking since like April. Um I originally wanted a Switch Lite, but I realize now that you can't connect to like your TV with a Switch Lite specifically. Um, if you were to want to like play with friends and stuff, so I'm still waiting on getting like a regular Switch. But um, every single time I go to like a Target or like a Best Buy, they're out of stock, and every single time I go on like the Nintendo like website, they're not there. So I don't really know like when exactly I'm gonna get one, but I'm still searching. So
0: same. Hopefully we we'll figure that out. Good
1: luck. If I <laughs> the Best Buy website, I found that to be really good because okay. like reload them kind of sporadically. So like I checked mine at like I checked it a couple times that day, and I re- rechecked it at like eight p.m. and it was just in stock for like an hour. What? You know? Oh my gosh! What? So, but that, if you guys are wanting to get like the. the normal switch like i don't know if that will work but that at least work with the light
0: interesting okay well i'll keep that in mind yeah sure
2: um do you know like when they're gonna be like back in stock like anytime soon like universally or
1: i've heard at least i've seen a few like articles from like gaming websites like that have projected um January, or not, not January, I'm stupid, uh, July. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh, I <laughs> just freaked okay. out for a second. I was <laughs> <So> like, no!
1: <laughs> no, uh, July, I think, is probably when they might come back. Okay, interesting.
2: My thing is, yeah. we're still waiting for, like, the second wave of, like, corona to hit. So if we go back into quarantine, like, we're still quarantining, but if we, like, have, like, uh, more restrictions with quarantine, I feel like they're just gonna get sold out again.
1: Yes, that makes sense. I get that. You're just hoping they don't though, because that would be not fun. Yeah,
0: that's why I want one immediately, so that I can have it for when, if we have to, you know, stay home again. Uh, at least I will have my Switch.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know what you guys, but I, um, personally, for the Switch, I have been loving Animal Crossing, okay. and I got one too. So love that you guys have any games you are specifically wanting to play on it?
0: Okay, definitely Animal Crossing, because, like, you and, like, a lot of my other friends have Animal Crossing, and are like, I, like, come join, come see my island, and I'm like, I cannot! But, um, that's definitely something I want to do. Um, I want to try Mario Kart as well. Um, and I just want to, like, explore the different games I have, because, like I said, I'm not very, like, uh experience in the gaming industry so I'm do down that. to like try a bunch of different games and see what is fun yeah same uh when it comes to
2: video games I'm really basic so I definitely do animal crossing um mario karts mario super bros and then um this was actually like a recommendation from my friend but there's this game called like stardew valley um where you're like a or something So, do, do you have it ava
1: no, I've heard of it. Isn't it like you do like farming?
2: Yeah, yeah. But hmm. I'm not sure like specifically like what the plot line is, but um apparently it's a really popular game. So, I well
0: Also Smash Bros um is really fun. So, I like to do that play with my okay. brother. So, any of the Mario games, I'm totally down for. Um, but yeah, well, like, besides, like, the Switch, I've been playing uh, Xbox, and my sister and I are big fans of the Star Wars Battlefront game. Really? Um, yeah. It's so fun. Like, we're big Star Wars people, so I just love, I love themed games, you know? So we've been getting into that as well. Um,
1: Have you been playing Star Wars in quarantine? Oh, yeah. That's good. Yeah, I definitely, um, kind of Carolina, what you said, I only really had a Nintendo DS, so I was not a... I don't even, I don't consider myself a gamer, really, but I definitely think, like, the Switch seems to be, like, a pretty user-friendly and kind of easy console. Right, that's
0: what I've heard, which is why, yeah, I think I would be into it. Um, Just sort of like the Wii, like, I would always play, like, um, like Super Mario Bros., like, on the Wii, you know, and when you can play with, like, more than one person was so fun. Um, Yeah. And then, of course, on the DS, of course, that's, you know, iconic.
1: Um Mario Party, so fun. Oh my fun. gosh,
0: so fun. Those games get intense. Did
2: anyone play the Olympics uh, between like the Sonic people and the Mario Kart? Oh my uh, god, That was oh so
1: my god, god. That's I never a, did that. Right that was a throwback.
0: Okay, but guys, what's your favorite track on uh Mario Kart?
1: I always tried to play Rainbow Road. Rainbow Road. I always terrible. wanted
0: to I, I wanted to flex like when I eventually was like able to like do it and my sister was like way younger than me and so she like you know i was a little better at her than it i would always be like look at me playing on rainbow road haha! you can't do it (laughs) um that's how i would flex when i was um like 12 but i personally like the 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 tracks that
2: like were like spooky themed so like like mansion I I like, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's and oh like those, like stone creatures that like crush you. Yes. I would you, be like, scared. They would, scare, yeah. they would
0: literally scare me. I also really liked uh it was like I forgot what it was called, but it was like fall themed, like very autumn y and there are leaves everywhere.
1: Oh, was um, that the one where like the caterpillars are around?
0: Yeah, the huge caterpillars.
1: Yes, okay. I know exactly what one you're talking about, and I like that one too. Yes. Um, that was always really fun. Solidarity and, and, um, well not Animal Crossing, but the Mario. Soon, soon was, to be. Uh, when we get yeah, Animal Crossing
0: and we all play, it's gonna be fun.
1: Yes. On that note, just so we can get to, the, get to the other topics, I will share my song picks. Um, the, the two, so it was like half our childhood songs and like half influenced our music taste. Yeah, so I did, um, like, Music Taste Influence. Um, I did Dark Necessities by Red Hot Chili Peppers as my first one. Oh, my gosh, um, true. Yeah, I just really, like, I think the opening chords of that song, like, still are, I was listening it yesterday, and I think it was so good. So I definitely think that kind of started getting me into, like, the alternative genre, listening to that album. Um, I can't remember what it was called. Uh, my two brain cells right now are trying to come up with a coherent thought. <laughs> Same. Um, and then my second pick was Miyazaki. I think that's how it's spelled. Um, or I think that's how it's pronounced. Um, by Gallant, he is like, I think he's kind of a more low key artist, but um, yeah, he's really good. He kind of does like chill, like. I don't really know how to describe the vibe, but it's just very, like, a nice, hot, humid day when you're, like, sitting outside. Just Ooh, kind of, very like, nice. nice, like, still like stillness, like, relaxation. Love it. But then um, my third song was Hold Me Up by Conrad Sewell. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Um, yeah, but that was just a song I liked in high school. Pretty, like, slightly emo energy. But, yeah, those were my picks. But... Moving on, uh, we're going to start talking about the Epstein documentary, so Carolina, if you want to take us away with that. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So as we talked about on another episode, um, we've been watching tons of new shows on Netflix. Um, One of those shows that has been very popular that I have been watching is the um, Jeffrey Epstein documentary. so it's basically just um, it's a limited series and it goes into the investigation and how he's caught and interviews a bunch of people including the woman who he sexually assaulted when they were like kids um, it's kind of like hard to watch for some a lot of people so um, just sort of like a warning if you are going to watch it but um, I found it really informative and um, really interesting and I thought it was really great to hear those women stories and to um, important as well um, because it had been going on for such a long time um, and like he got away with it for so long which was like ridiculous so but yeah have you guys watched this and like what do you think of it if you have
2: I watched the like part of the first episode of it, and I stopped not because like I I didn't want to like watch the rest of it, just because like I I think I, it was just like something that like I, I wanted to get back to later, really.
0: Um, yeah, makes sense. And
2: I wanted to prepare myself mentally for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually. I don't know if you guys saw, like, the Harvey Weinstein documentary, like, on Hulu, but that, like, that just put me, like, in a really, like, uncomfortable, like, place and stuff, and I just felt, like, really sad, so. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, naturally, I mean, that makes sense, and, like, that's the thing, like, you need to, like, if you are going to watch this, just, like, know what it's gonna be about, and, um, like you said, you'll give yourself, like, time to prepare, of course, and, like, if, don't watch it all in one night, if it's not, um if you're not able to do that, but, um, it is, like, really disturbing hearing what happened to these women, um, especially, like, being so young, like, I, like, I think about myself, like, being at that age, and just, like, how young and really, like, you, clueless you are about a bunch of stuff, and, like, you know, not able to really defend yourself, um, and that's, like, it's, like, hard to watch, you know, and hard to hear that, um, but it also makes you glad that, like, at least this—you know—this isn't something that's happening anymore, and that these women are brave enough to share their stories about what happened. Um, so, yeah. What about you, Ava? Have you seen this or started watching it at um, all?
1: I have not watched it yet. Um, kind of on the same page as Jill. I feel like just knowing kind of the bare bones of the Epstein stuff that I've known, I know it is, or like that we're in the like, the information that was kind of in the news. Um, I've been kind of trying to mentally prepare because I do want to watch it. I do think it's, like, important to keep these, like, stories of survivors and stories like these, like, in the public attention just so, like, we can keep progress going on movements like these. But, yeah, I don't know. I know it's going to kind of, like, Like, yeah, Jill, I didn't see the Harvey Weinstein one, but, I mean, I feel like I've watched um, documentaries about, like, sexual assault and stuff before. Like, I don't know if you guys have seen The Keepers on Netflix. Oh, I
0: heard about that.
1: Yeah, it was, like, a, it was basically, like, a child abuse ring in a Catholic school. It's really good, but it's kind of, like, very, it's very, very heavy. So, I just, I'm trying to just mentally prepare yeah. yeah, which is important to do. Yeah, of course.
0: Um, yeah, it's just like horrible that these things happen. But yeah, like you were saying, I think it's important um, you know, to be informed of this as well. And um helps you like look for signs too and like gives you, you know, like if you're ever in the situation of maybe what you can do and um I also think it's in stories of like sexual assault like these, um, having women come out and share their stories gives um I think helps other sexual assault um survivors to do the same. Um because a big problem is like not reporting. Um and I think that it it sort of, you know, helps um people, you know, know that, you know, it's okay and that there are people who have experienced this as well and you're not alone in that. So I think that's important as well. Um, but of course it is very heavy and um, it's it's also very complex. There's a lot of like um, parts to the story and um, it, you kind of have to, you definitely have to pay attention when watching it, you know, like it can't be like where you're sort of half like looking at your phone, half looking at the TV when you're watching it. So um, yeah, but let's get to like one of the big questions surrounding the whole Epstein thing, which is, do you guys think that Jeffrey Epstein killed himself? Why or why not? What Mm. do you think? That's a big question. It is such a big
2: question. I'm gonna say no, he didn't. I I think it was like a cover up. I'm gonna say I'm gonna agree
0: with you, Jill.
1: Yeah. I agree with that too. I mean, I definitely don't think I'm like as big of a conspiracy theorist about it as some people. No, I know there are people who
0: are really into it.
1: Yeah, we're like they're like half of America was in on killing Epstein or whatever. But I mean I definitely think (laughs) there were too many pieces of evidence like oh the cameras got turned off and stuff like that for it to be not fishy so yeah. i i don't think he killed himself didn't I,
0: like the autopsy also show that like there he was like like strangled suggested he something. was strangled or something right. yeah yeah. Yeah. That's what I heard. yeah like how can you how can you argue with like how can you cover that up like right
2: and like I feel as if like strangling yourself is such like a like a, a way to die and like not not easy at all
0: no right yeah yeah I'm I'm very curious to see like that whole part of this um play out because I really want to know what happened um I'm like not like Ava like you're saying I'm not like that into it where it's like I do all I have like a big chart that like points to all these things oh, that are right. happening yeah um But I I am curious to know what actually happened, because I really don't think that he killed himself, like you said. Um,
2: Do you know if the documentary is going to, like, cover that, or have you gotten to that thing?
0: I think... I have not gotten to that point. I think it talks about it. Um, I really don't know. But I have no idea. I feel like it should. Like, that's a huge part of this. And, like, that's, like, what the most recent, like, uh, thing that's happened with the Jeffrey Epstein thing, so... I feel like it's kind of important. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, moving sort of on from Jeffrey Epstein, what other like documentaries have you guys been watching at all? Or um, any like specifically crime ones that you guys have been watching? Anything like that?
1: I, um, this past week, I have started watching. It's not exactly a documentary, it's like a. Kind of a dramatic reenactment, right? But it's like um, it's called Waco. It's on Netflix. It's like about the Waco siege and stuff like that. Okay, um, Robert. Uh, no, David Koresh, Sorry, I was, um, but David Koresh and the Branch Davidians. Um, I thought it's been incredibly interesting. I think the acting is really well done. Um, I don't know if you guys know, like, Melissa Benoit. She played Super. Bowl. Oh yeah. Super- yeah, she plays David Koresh's wife in it, and she does a really good job. So, I mean, it's pretty short. It's only six episodes, so I totally think it's worth a watch. Interesting. And at least compared to what we have been talking about, um, it doesn't get into super heavy stuff. Like, it's more kind of interesting and thrilling than anything. Right. So, I feel okay, like cool. if you want a less heavy watch, I would go for that.
0: Cool. Interesting. What about you, Jill? Any good sort of like crime documentaries or series?
2: Um. So actually, a few months ago, I saw this uh, Netflix documentary uh, called Bikram Yogi Guru uh, Predator, and it's basically about this like really well-known yogi. Um, a lot of people do his yoga, like my mom included, or at least she used to. Um, and people really, really like idolized this guy, and uh, it came out that he sexually assaulted a whole bunch of women. Who were, were like in the yoga program he was like uh monitoring, um, really. And this went on for years and actually recently he fled the countries. I think I, I think he lives in like native India now, so
0: Hm, that's interesting. I did not know about that. Um, there are a lot of interesting documentaries and the Jeffrey Epstein one is just one of them, but um yeah it can be hard to watch at times like we talked about but i do think it's important to hear these women's stories because it is the truth and it really shows what happened and the kind of person jeffrey epstein was um and it's important to know the facts surrounding the case and i think documentaries are a great way to sort of teach those facts and help people understand them better um but yeah let's move on to our next topic that has inspired our song theme for this week
2: All right, so there are lots of things that shape us from going to school to participating in childhood sports. Um, However, not a lot of people focus on the music aspect. Once we branched out from listening to different renditions of our ABCs and Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, there were numerous songs that made us into different versions of ourselves. And I think that like, a. a unique avenue to this is the fact that, like, some songs that we listen to as kids were, like, songs passed down from, like, our family, really. So I was wondering if there are songs that your parents played for you, like, as kids that you genuinely like, or songs that kind of remind you of your culture.
0: Yes, yeah, so many. Um, well, the first I talked about is the Beatles, and I've talked about this a lot, but so I won't go too much into it, but I think the Beatles are really the first uh, band I was exposed to. Um, and it, their, their music's just sort of been ingrained in, like, my head because I, my dad would just play it while I was in the car and, you know, I just would listen to it. So, um, and I, I I don't know if it's part... Like, I do really like the Beatles music, but I don't know if it's part that I actually, like, love it or that I've just, like, grown up listening to it and was, like, conditioned to like it. I have no idea. Um, another one is, like like I said, Wizard of Oz um, and that, just, like, all those songs and... Also, the Sound of Music is a really big one too, like all the Sound of Music songs. And really just Julie Andrews as a person just like reminds me of my, my childhood. Um, so those have been some big like influences
2: yeah for me personally
0: wasn't she in, um mary poppins too yes that's the, another yeah. thing yeah huge huge i think yeah. she won an oscar for that the
1: princess diaries just a career
0: literally literally oh God, yeah. i forgot oh about God. that one too i know and that's the thing that i love is like she's in so many things like when she was really young and now like when she's older she's the best
1: what about you ava um uh similar to carolina my dad is a huge beatles fan so i totally grew up listening to beatles we had beatles rock band for the weed and stuff so like Damn,
0: can... oh my gosh that game was fun
2: i don't oh know how that takes me back to Rachel, oh my gosh,
0: i want God. that now oh that game is
1: no, so fun it was great definitely like i feel like uh yeah kind of what you were saying carolina i like the their music a lot but like i also think so much of the fondness stems from like family memories and like kind of this is going to sound so emo but like the simplicity of growing up like just how like real easy i mean at least in my experience just kind of like how like fun and easy like Same. things were in those memories you're like i yeah, wish it was true. that
0: easy again i could just sit in the car and listen to the beatles and not
1: worry about things yes and now i gotta pay bills and i don't know worry about adult things and yeah
2: exactly be an adult um yeah definitely I grew up listening to the Beatles and stuff um it was actually a neighbor that got me like into listening to them and like not my parents but I kind of lived in like a gated community where like it was like a like we were like a collective family in a way so um I'm very Mm -hmm. thankful for that experience yeah I love that um, my parents are, I'm actually like part uh, Latina, and my parents like really strived f- for me to like get into like a lot of like Latin music really. So my dad would like always play artists like Celia Cruz and like Gloria Esteban and stuff. And my mom um, really loved like Bossa Nova and like Sama music from Brazil. So yeah, and I also really liked vintage music as well. Um, and listen to, artists like the Carpenters, um, yeah. some of the Beatles, and just like a whole bunch of like other people who like influence like the way music is today. And you see a lot of connections between like people, um, like artists from like the 70s, 80s, 90s, to like artists like now. And I was actually wondering if there are like any songs and artists that kind of remind us of other artists.
0: Ooh. There's been like a lot of songs um, that have like like, random songs that have, like, come out that have been, like, had very, like, 70s vibes or, like, um, 80s vibes. We actually... we I think we talked about... This was, like, a topic when we were doing the, the radio. Um, we had, like, song, like modern songs that remind us of old songs, and that's on our Spotify playlist if you're um, interested. But um, I'm trying to think of, like, specific ones. I think it's kind of natural for, like, artists to... Um, you know, pick up sort of different uh, musical influences from older bands and stuff Um, so I like hearing that I've already talked about I don't want to talk about Harry Styles every single time I talk him on the show, but um,
1: <laughs> Harry Styles, know, yeah, but it's he cute. really,
0: if you really list, like I'm, I'm not trying to just like talk about him whenever, but um, he, that is a valid example of like his most recent album. Like it's, it's kind of crazy. There are a lot of influences, especially the, the very first song "Golden" is very '70s. Like, so he is definitely somebody, and he's like expressed, you know, being like, yeah, I've picked up a lot from like uh Fleetwood Mac and like the Beatles and um like Bob Dylan and other artists like that so yeah he's definitely one of them
2: yeah in a way I know this might sound like like a heresy or something but like he kind of reminds me of Paul McCartney oh my
0: gosh it's not a heresy (laughs) yeah Yeah, no definitely I I don't think that's a heresy I think it's very valid um and I mean you Every, you know, every generation is gonna have its like, you know, Paul McCartney's and its Beatles is so um yeah, definitely. There's actually he actually did an interview where I think yeah, Paul McCartney like interviewed him. It's like a written one. Um and that was really cool. So
1: the way at least like his outfits and like the fine line music videos and stuff, I feel like are very kind of retro too. So yeah, yeah. like, he a very like vintage vibe about him.
0: Exactly. I agree
2: Another artist that like I'm thinking about um, I know he's not really like known for like really like old stuff But Celish Gambino um, when he came out with his album Awaken My Love I thought it was a beautiful like tribute to like 70s like fungadelic music and stuff So yeah very interesting I agree with that Direction he decided to take
1: it was
2: so good, though. He pulled it off so well. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But um, I think music tastes are, like, super unique. Not only does it give you, like, an idea of who a person is, but you get some cool recommendations out of it as long as it isn't country. <laughs> but <True>. um, <laughs> I guess I'll, like, go ahead and, like, say my song picks uh, for this theme. So the first song I have is Upatu. Uh, uh, by this Brazilian artist, um, I always like get his name wrong, but it's pronounced like um, João Gilberto. Uh, um, he's a very popular Brazilian artist, and the song is actually about like these animals and stuff, and they're like doing the samba, and this duck like randomly falls into a pool, and it was just like a really fun song that I used to like laugh about with my dad uh, when I was younger. And then I also have Everyday People by Sly and the Family Stone. Um, I think the song has, like, a really beautiful message of just, like, accepting, um, the way people are, and there's, like, a, a saying, um, in the song that goes, like, different strokes for different folks that I still think about to this day, and then the last song that I picked was Pure Imagination, uh, from the Willy Wonka movie, um, we were talking about this earlier before the podcast, but, um... We thought it was just, like, a really, like, beautiful song that kind of, like, gets us in, like, a, in a nice mood every single time we hear it, so.
0: This is true. I love that song, and, like, that also, that whole movie, like, very nostalgic, and I love that song. It's iconic. Yeah, yeah.
2: So, as we know, um, a movie is only as good as the music that backs it up. But that might not matter in the future if the movie theater economy is permanently affected by the coronavirus. Um, AMC actually came out and said they might have to close down like a few locations or like altogether due to the pandemic. And so far the company has lost four point, or two point four billion dollars, which is kinda crazy to think That's
0: about. That's a lot of money.
2: Yeah, yeah. What do you guys think about this? That's
0: crazy because AMC is huge and like I mean, you drive around and you pass tons of AMCs, you know, like it actually, you know, it kind of makes sense. You know, people are not going there, um, like for several months and there's a lot of revenue that comes in with, you know, movies, you know, like, um, purchasing the tickets, of course, and the like online fees they have. And then of course the overpriced candy and stuff. Um, so it's, it's kind of crazy thinking about that much, but it also kind of, I can see like how that has happened.
1: I think um, this is just, we've had about dozens and dozens of examples of like impacts to different types of industry and stuff like that, that no one expected. So I think that this is just gonna be one in kind of many things like from normal life. That will get impacted by coronavirus. So right. I'm not super surprised, but I am sad. I like going to see movies. So oh that. yeah.
0: Th- yeah, this one's very interesting because, you know, seeing movies has become such a routine kind of thing, at least for me. Like, um, I would see movies all the time. It's like sort of if I want to hang out with friends, it's like, what do you do? What do you want to do? Oh, let's go see a movie, you know? It's a great way to hang out. Um, it's it's just something that I would do all the time and I love doing it. So to think about it sort of not being as part of like something that i do is like really weird um and that's just because I, I would like see the movies all the time and there's like one right by my house um i actually did like for my one of my journalism like final projects we had to do like a video story about coronavirus about like a topic and i chose actually the movie theater industry and i went to a movie theater kind of close to me it's like a kind of more like a mom and pop kind of movie theater place um and i talked to them about like how it's affected their business and like um they've said that they've been able to they've actually been doing this like thing where they have like they've been selling popcorn from the theater and like having people come pick it up and like allowing them to buy candy and stuff as well um, which has been really like a really cool idea, I think, and something really unique that has like helped them kind of stay in business more, um, and they've still been able to like pay their employees. So I think it's cool that places are like thinking of creative ways like that to sort of like stay in business and like still interact with the community like that. Um, but it is like really sad
1: that like you know that's not you know we
0: can't really go see movies um, like we used
1: to before. I know. A bit, um, one eye this is not we are not paid to say this this is my personal opinion um, I have really loved going to the drive-in in Gibson City the Harvest Moon drive-in um, super cool they're still open with COVID stuff um, I did not simply, know that That's cool yeah it's actually the based on their website I don't know how I did not do any other research besides look at their website but they are the only wind like turbine powered drive-in in in the united states really well but yeah it's like i think that i really hope drive-ins come back that's what i was thinking
0: literally right this is literally the perfect time for that i was thinking that and there really aren't that many around me like at all um and i would like the i've only been to one drive-in like theater once in my life and I I was when I was with my friend in Indiana and it was so much fun it was like a double feature so it was literally like like the the movies weren't even that great like I think it was like the Fantastic Four and like (laughs) something else but the experience you was so
1: and it was so fun I know it
0: was so fun I didn't even care what the movie oh it was also Ant-Man that was oh, <laughs> um, oh my gosh so it was so much fun and um, I would love to do that and I didn't even like I was just thinking about like how what a great idea like that it's like perfect you know like no one has to talk to me like you can totally do that during COVID so um, yeah. yeah I love yeah. that and I totally
1: forgot that too. The Goonies and Harry Potter, the Sorcerer's Stone are showing what? this
0: week.
1: Yeah, so what? <laughs> That's such
0: a good line. Okay. Well, I catch me going to Gibson City then today. And I'm just gonna be there all week. JK. Um
1: wait, Just stay there forever. <laughs> what if like what if like AMC
0: opened like a drive in thing? I don't know how that would work. Can't I, they have
1: something to do it. I don't know why they don't. Yeah. But yeah
2: my thing is like what do you do when you're like in a heavily like populated like city and there aren't really like yeah any open places towns. where you can like put like a drive-in theater
1: that's the thing you need a parking lot that's a true. What? you
0: need a big parking lot yeah you need a huge like that huge tv though it's like, that's enormous like i don't know i'm sure there are like like requirements for like how, I don't know the space has to be or something um, I, def- I definitely need to go to more drive-in theaters because that is such a such a fun thing and such a good thing to do during the corona times
1: yeah and it's um it's locally owned too I think it's like a family in Gibson City owns it so I don't know at least in for me that makes me much more willing to like go spend oh, money so oh, it's, like, it's mm-hmm. like a family owned thing but i don't know. yeah i'm uh gibson city drive-in uh, harvest moon please uh sponsor me love it <laughs> yeah
0: let us go give us free tickets so we can go go hang out there
1: use the movies yes
0: true
2: are there like any other places you heard that like might be closing because of
0: corona oh my gosh well did you hear about espresso royale thank
1: yeah. god this one is staying open though but
0: here's what, what I saw is I actually had a friend who worked there and I saw her post on her Facebook that they're like changing basically what's happening is a different like company is basically taking over so it's gonna be like the same products like coffee and pastries and all that kind of stuff but just like under a different name I think so yeah I, it's I, I, Champagne,
1: Urbana.
0: Yeah, yeah 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 it's like yeah something like that I think that's what it is so like technically it's not dead it's just like different so that's good you know um but there was a lot of talk about that and it was just very crazy where I was like how can they be close to me I go there every day like (laughs) I give you all my money (laughs) (laughs) I always forget to bring my little punch card so I never reach the free coffee part
1: (laughs) now you can you have more time so you're
0: right okay
1: yeah yeah
0: Oh, well. No, as long as I can find somewhere where I can go and stay there till 12 and then just come back and go to sleep, this that's all I need. Cafe
1: Paradiso also stays open until 12.
0: Really? Um... Oh, that's farther. I'm really sad that the- what was the street that's by where I live? Was it like Daniel's or something? The one that closed where old Cam's was? Oh, yeah. Oh. I, I, I think it
2: was Daniel's. I'm that not really sure. It was
0: though. literally two minutes from where I live and I would go there and it'd be so convenient and then it closed <laughs> i was so sad um we
1: brought out all the places we love and i about. know
0: now cams like- isn't there Now espresso's not there but yeah i don't know i don't i haven't really heard of any other places that i know that we haven't talked about already but
2: yeah same but hopefully amc can like really like like make a like comeback, like even if it is like drive-in theaters, I just think that's like a really cool like vintage like thing to like experience once, like in your lifetime, you know.
0: That's true. I think it's kind of essential that like at least once in your life, yeah, you go see one, um, with friends or something, um, because it's very it's very fun. I agree. I also do love seeing movies in the theaters though with my friends, so I can't wait to hopefully, safely do that at some point. Um, I have heard that a lot of movie theaters are thinking about opening like mid-July so pretty soon I guess um, so we'll see what happens with that but that's going to complete today's episode of What's Buzz thank you so much for listening remember you can check out all of our music picks from today's episode on our Spotify which is buzzmagcu and we also have social media accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram we are at buzzpodcastcu on all platforms so be sure to follow us there as well all of us, um, this is going to be listed in the episode notes as well in case you miss any of it. We will be back next week with more Buzz content. Until then, stay calm and Buzz on.